Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Does being successful ensure that we'll be stronger? What's the mindset that kills our freedom, aliveness, and peace of mind? And could creating the life we ultimately want be fun, or does it have to be stressful? Today, my wife Allison takes over the hosting duties and challenges me to redefine strength and success. We also discuss the simple mindset that allows greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace now, not just someday when we've crossed a fairy tale finish line. All right. Welcome to the new man. Welcome to the <laughs> hosted by a woman. Hosted by, yeah. Are you going to host it? I'm a guest host. You're the guest host. Yeah. Mm, kind of like Brie Larson on uh, Kimmel. Yeah, I'm actually wearing her dress right now. <laughs> that dress. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Brie Larson, for the dress. I, I you are. She's lovely as she is, but that was that dress was something else. Yeah. What are you? You're you're the boss. You're the host. So, and I'm nervous. I can so. tell a little nervous. <laughs> I like that. Is this one of those times where you're gonna keep this? I don't think I'll keep this. Oh, good. <laughs> this isn't very good. <laughs> good. And I'll just be judging the whole time. <laughs> an interesting seat for you to be in where you're like you get to just sit back and be interviewed but then you're also like you have your specific way you like to do things I know, yes <laughs> very much it's not gonna happen well, you, like you, that today you came up with this idea yesterday we were on a walk and you no went, i didn't come up with this idea yesterday i came up with this idea years ago oh okay excuse me well you brought it to my attention yesterday I brought it to your attention again yesterday. <laughs> you sound a little spicy about it. Can I talk a little bit about what got us to that point? Sure. I'll cut it out. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I'm sorry. I have a thing in my throat. So, um, <laughs> not that thing. <laughs> um, so, the thing that would that I really want for your listeners is for them to get to know you more. You spend all these hours in the saddle 
interviewing other people about their skills, their greatness, their gifts and insights. And I see you every day working with people, giving your gifts and insights and skills. And I, I, you're in the process of writing this book. Well, you've written it, I guess you're in the process of refining it and getting it out. But, and you have helped a ton of people, not just with your podcast. And so I've had a, for a longstanding desire, I've had a long, for a long time, I've had a desire to be in the interviewer's seat with you. And so I, yeah, I want, I want people that have known you through the years or people that are just getting to know you through finding your podcast. Now I want them to know you and cause there's a whole, there's a whole world going on over there <laughs> with you that doesn't get seen and heard that much. And in this form, in this way. Okay. So, um, so my idea was to start a series of conversations and interviews with you. You get to share more about you, but I, I learn more and everybody that's interested in you and what you do gets to learn more about you. Okay. So <laughs> you're going to edit that out. I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I don't know if I'll edit that out. I mean, I appreciate you setting the context, but it it's edgy for me. I mean, I've always done it from a the you know the message I've gotten is that the the benefit of the of the podcast has been when I'm interviewing somebody else. So to be in this position, there I can hear this voice in my head, and I I was like, let it go. But it's the voice. It's like what what you're doing is not valuable. People aren't going to get it, and people are going to get going to care. And so it's it's yeah. It's, it's and I think this is just any change in general. Yeah. Is just resisting that change or wanting to try something new. So, um, so I, but I noticed that coming up for me, it's like, this isn't going to be, I hear that little voice. It doesn't mean I'm collapsing into it, but it's just, yeah, this isn't going to be great. So, right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But if it could, what, what would excite <laughs> me is if there's some way that, that your curiosity about me or whatever it is you want to draw is going to help somebody, then I'm, I'm totally on board. But just to sit here and rap about me, I don't, that's not it. That doesn't. I can do that. We can go for a walk and we can talk about me. We don't need to put microphones in our face. I don't know. I think you're pretty great. <laughs> you're very biased. You're like queen of the fan club. So, Yeah, true. And the idea for interviewing you doesn't come from just thinking you're great. It comes from, for example, this place that have been talking to you about for the last year when you've been, I've watched you head down writing this book. And I want people to know about the book. I want people to know about these ideas that you've crafted over years and years of working with folks. And so, um, so I, I would love it. Maybe we're premature here and talking about that first, but I would really like to hear you share more about, okay, you're gonna have to get specific. It's a huge book. It's not a huge book. You said you tried to make it short. I tried. Um, <laughs> I tried to make it short. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> oh, this is now it's fun. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, you didn't prep. <laughs> no, we just talked yesterday. <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. So, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So here's the thing. Here's one of the things that okay. has me really wanting people to know you and what you're, how you think and what you do. Pretty much every conversation I've ever had with you when I've been in sort of a 
Debbie Downer kind of place, or I've been in a place where it's pretty obvious from the outside in that the way that I'm thinking is limited. You have been able to really quickly present a different idea or mindset that has me have an experience of freedom. It's not just, I think, oh, what's possible. I actually have an experience of freedom. And that you talk about that a little bit in your book, mm-hmm. like this concept of freedom. Mm-hmm. So is that specific enough? That's not a question. <laughs> it's not a question, but it's, <laughs> can you talk about how you give people experiences of freedom? <laughs> I need to prep more. (laughs) Well, we talk about why most of us don't feel free. It's because we're afraid to be uncomfortable. We're afraid to put ourselves at risk, meaning, and these days risk doesn't mean, you know, something's going to kill us or hurt us in any way. It's really like, I don't want to put my time or my energy or my money at risk. And the third thing that keeps us from feeling free is this idea that we have to prove something. We have to look good all the time. So we're in this state of pleasing and protecting and proving. We're making sure we don't do anything that makes us uncomfortable. We're always scanning for threats to our time or energy or money. And we're certainly looking out for anything that might make us look like a douche poof or make us look bad in some way. And we are collectively in that place. We're collectively in we buy into that together, all of us. We're all we, the the specifics of what those those threats might mean will be different, but um, nonetheless, we're all buying into the same scenario that yes, we have to, we can't be uncomfortable and we can't put ourselves at risk and we can't look bad. Well, I want to know, I, I want to know how you came to this conclusion. Like, just how did you get to this perspective? Because is it like working with clients? Is it like just media, like watching TV and seeing how social media works? What did you, how did you get to this? Well, I think it's just getting to know myself and getting to know my clients and just seeing over and over years and years of Hey, Trip. I want you to coach me. I want to create this thing in my life. Great, let's get started. And then, inevitably, within hours or weeks or a month, we hit resistance. We hit the the thing that says, "I can't go any further. I'm stuck. This isn't going to work." Like whatever it is, we hit that place. And so after a while, you just start to notice, like, oh, they fall into these three buckets. The reason why you won't go forward is because you don't want to be uncomfortable. The reason why you don't want to go forward is because you're afraid you're going to risk your time or your energy or your money. Or the reason why you won't go forward is because you might look bad. People might think you're a failure, people, whatever, like they just insert the thing in there that would have you look bad or um, would somehow hit that button that you're not enough or you Mm -hmm. suck or something like that. So I just see this a lot. This is what I'm doing day after day after day. And it's like, here it comes. Like something, one of those Mm -hmm. things is some version of that is just going to come up. And I don't, I'm sure there, there might be other aspects of things, but I think those three buckets come up a lot. Mm -hmm. Something, something is place we're committed to those. And so committed to not experiencing those feelings. Correct. We're committed to our comfort. We're committed, committed to our sense of safety. And I use safety in quotes here because it's really not about our physical mortal safety. Mm -hmm. It's this idea that I'll, I'll, I need to feel safe and secure when it comes to my time and my energy and money and anything like that. But then, and then, but the big one is really the we can't get over ourselves. Like we have to maintain, we have like to, the ego, uh, it's the self-image. Sort of self-image. Yeah. It's the story we tell about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, this is the reason why I wear this shirt or the reason why I live in this neighborhood. The reason why I drive that car, the reason why 
we're constantly broadcasting an image that says, this is me, this is me, this is me. And anything that goes against that is there's just no way. We're, we're just not going to do it if it if it challenges the image that we're broadcasting to ourselves or to our to to others in the world. And so our freedom is on the other side of that. If we're willing to challenge those things, is it really true that I have to be comfortable all the time? Is it really true that if I took a risk or I even fell on my ass that it, I wouldn't be okay? And is it really true that anybody gives a shit what I'm doing or I really have to be so special or I have to be important or what, any of those types of things? Mm-hmm. When we start to take them on head on and just challenge them, then we start to see it's like, oh, wow, I don't, A, I don't really want to let that stuff hold me back. And B, it's like the monster on the bed. You know, when a kid sees a monster, you know, it tells, tells their parents that there's a monster on the bed and you could grab a flashlight and there's nothing there. A lot, most of the time, there's no monster under the bed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean it's still not scary, but most often the freedom is on the other side of confronting those things or challenging those things instead of getting better at running away from them mm-hmm. or avoiding them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm thinking about um, when it's you've you and I have had these kinds of conversations and I've had these experiences with you the the discomfort like for me it's like time or I don't want to upset the system that I've created the sort of ecosystem that I've created with the ways that I spend my time or the ways that I give my cultivate my relationships or whatever and if I want to do this other thing then that impacts everything else and 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 I've noticed that um, for you, when you have these conversations with me, you don't deny that I have this competing commitment that this, that I want to still have all the balance. And I was still like, I like what I created so far. And that's, that's been my biggest thing. Well, I like where I'm at. I like what I've got going so far. I don't want to change that. It's just more of a, this too. Right. And so that's something that I find unique with you and the way that you talk about this, because just the way that you approach like the freedom being on the other. If, if you said to me, like if I saw a commercial <laughs> for you and what you how you do your thing and it was like freedom is on the other side of all the things, of the, all the uncomfortable conversations. And well, it's actually not on the other side. It's actually present. It's more of when our thinking gets on the other side of that. I, I, I want to be really clear about thinking, that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to is that the way that you approach whatever's going on with me and my experiences and certainly how you share with the clients that you've worked with on in just now is that this place where you, it's not like you're denying, it's not like you have to cut off or kill or get rid of these other parts of you that want these things or that are afraid of these things or that don't want these other things. It's the mindset, right? Well, let's, let's make it a little more realistic because it's not just freedom that we're talking about. It's aliveness. If I'm feeling drained and just like, I, I can't give a shit about my day or whatever. I, if, if I, if I'm willing to try on this idea, I can recognize, well, my aliveness is on the other side of my discomfort. My aliveness is on the other side of me taking a risk. My aliveness is on the other side of being willing to challenge my self image. That's a great place to start because now I know where the doorway is. I can go find that place that feels a little uncomfortable or feels a little risky 
or feels a little challenging to my self-image and I can now go find where if I'm tired of feeling drained, it's within my power now to go find some more aliveness, to go to allow. I like to use the word allow aliveness because it's right here. Mm-hmm. We just need to allow it. We need to get out of our own way. So there's freedom. There's aliveness. There's love. Think about what, what real love and connection is. It, it needs us to take, to be uncomfortable. It's yeah, really sure. uncomfortable to be in relationships. It's really yeah. risky mm-hmm. to be in relationships. Yeah, nobody knows what they're doing. And yeah, and what are you going to think of me when you see me naked? Like you, mm-hmm. I may not live up to the expectation that my profile or my friends said about me, if or whatever it is. Even you and I are fifteen years into our relationship, and we're getting older. And there's just things like, are you still going to love me if I look a certain way? There's there's all these types mm-hmm. of things that are in there. Mm-hmm. So. Love can be confronting in that way. And then ultimately, this all impacts our peace of mind, right? We can, I, I, I work with a lot of guys that create a, are actually good at creating a lot of choice, a lot of flexibility. They think that's freedom. They, they can create a lot of Wait, choice. Give of, me an example. What do you mean? Like, what's the, make, a, make a distinction. They have a ton of money. And they can go hop on a plane at any time and travel somewhere, or they aren't tied down by a quote exclusive relationship so they can sleep with somebody or whatever. So they have a lot of that kind of stuff, but they're actually, when I talk to them, they're still missing something. There's this thing like, yeah, man, something's off, something's off. And it's like, a lot of times it's love. They don't have relationships. Mm. And so they've worked really hard to have this quote freedom, because I don't really think it's freedom, but it's more of the options. Mm -hmm. And, but they don't have the, the nurturing, like really satisfying connections with people. Mm-hmm. And so their peace of mind is shot at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So they have all this stuff. It looks great from the outside. They may, they may even look really impressive on social media, that kind of stuff, but inside they don't have peace of mind. And, it, and it's, I'm hearing you say that all of these principles, which by the way, are what you're right, what you've been writing about. Right. Right. And, and you're saying all of these kind of distill down to like the bottom line here is peace. It's peace of mind. It's peace. But I also think it goes a little further, which is strength. For me, I don't, I, I don't feel strong when I'm avoiding stuff. I don't feel strong when I'm avoiding discomfort or I'm in a place where I'm hunkered down and I'm locked, you know, not willing to take chances with things. I don't feel strong when I'm unwilling to challenge my, um, self-image or need to feel important or whatever it might be. And what do I mean by strong? Cause you brought this up. You say you, you you're, you're uncomfortable with this word. I'm not uncomfortable. I, I, I'm confused. It has a charge for me in the sense of like, why are you choosing that word? That is a word that's created so much damage for men, especially over hundreds of years. And so I, when you talk about strength and being strong, I, I, I have a desire to understand, like really understand where are you coming from when you say that? Cause the whole thing around when you, what you just said, even like, I don't feel strong when I'm running away from something. And it's like, that's one perspective you're running away, but maybe you're choosing peace in another, like, like, do you have to always be the knight, like fighting? No, I don't think it has to be a fight. I'm glad, I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of times that's the context of, but, but like for me, the confusion is that the, the word strong, at least in the culture that I've grown up in, has to do with women rather seeing, women would rather see, as I quote a conversation from another time, um, a woman would rather see her husband or a men die on the horse fighting rather than off the horse 
sharing the things that are vulnerable for them. So, so it's like, there's a whole picture that gets painted with strengths. So yeah, help I, me wouldn't, understand I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't call that strength. Great. You know, I, I just wouldn't call that, that, that that's tolerating. So right? help me know. Yeah. Help, right? help me get more of that perspective. All right, well, let's come back to this idea of success, right? Cause I think most of us, we, we can, there's a, there's this idea that success means we have lots of comfort, right? Got lots of the big house or the cushy stuff or whatever. There's just a lot, there's a lot of comfort. There's this idea that there's lots of safety. I've got a lot of money in the bank. I've got insurance. I've got, you know, money for a rainy day. I got all this kind of stuff. There's lots of that kind of seemingly I've, I've minimized the risk in my life. And then success also means I look like a badass. I've got my stuff together. So right. let me just like if people were listening and they, we said, hey, make a list right now of the things that would have you feel believe that you're successful. Would it distill down to like the freedom and the. No, most of the time our success is oriented towards comfort, the se- sense of safety and looking good. Huh. OK. Uh-huh. Because when we actually start to talk to people and I've done talked to a lot of people that have been successful, I've been that guy mm-hmm. that has created a certain s- level of success and then felt empty. Oh, you have to tell the story of your forerunner. No, I don't want to tell the story. But but the but the idea is that when we're so committed to being comfortable and safe and looking good, we stop paying attention to how we actually feel, mm-hmm. and our lives get smaller. We adapt. We adapt to whatever level of comfort we had. So when I was in college, I lived in this shithole apartment. The toilet was growing a bacteria beard. <laughs> God, it's just. So gross. <laughs> We had a blast, though. I mean, it was so much fun living in there. My band rehearsed in my bedroom. I had to crawl over this, you know, drum kit to get to my bed. And it was just a, it was terrible. It was a, like, if I had to go back there now, I'd have a, a, you know, nervous breakdown probably. But (laughs) I had so much fun back then. But the reason why I would be so nerve wracking now is because I've adapted to this higher level of comfort. I don't think that's made me stronger necessarily. Meaning Probably it doesn't make me does higher it, level of hygiene has made you stronger. Yes. I think my nerve, <laughs> my uh, immune system's probably better off. I was sick a lot, but the, but the, but, but this point being is that we adapt to these higher levels of comfort and safety and looking good. And then we're terrified to go backwards. Yeah. And so we convince ourselves that we're much more fragile than we actually are. And that's what I see happening is that a lot of times it's like, well, once I get really successful, then I can start to take chances. Well, guess what happens when you get really successful? You get scared. You get mm-hmm. fragile. You start to, you, you're like, I you can't lose. lose it. Yeah, you don't want to go backwards. Uh-huh. And so, or you this, don't want to look bad. You don't want to look bad. It's, pro, it's all of that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, I can't go live in that other neighborhood now. I'm used to living in this one. And mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't drive that kind of car. I'm used to driving a, a car at this level. These types of things become the new norm. And we start to stress out about them. Mm-hmm. We start to stress out about them. And, and to me, it's like, that's not strong. That's not that's not strong if we're not willing to confront those things and we're not willing to take risks anymore. Because, again, our, our freedom, aliveness, love and peace are on the other side of our willingness to be to take some risks, to be uncomfortable and to, you know, risk looking like a douche poof. So I, I want to help set that context. Here's another story. Is I, I, I worked with somebody who was in this uh, startup, so much upside in terms of money and status and, you know, everybody kissing this person's ass and like, oh, wow, you're amazing. You're going to be in this magazine. You're going to be, everybody's going to kiss your ass. Guess what? This person's not sleeping. This person's like, like, like really only a few hours a night. This person was not seeing their family. Family was falling apart. 
two kids and you know, their partner was just like, I don't, I don't ever see you. You start to look around. I was like, that's not strong, right? This person wasn't working out, wasn't taking care of their body, stressed to the hilt. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that we've, that there's this assumption that success means strength. And so when I talk about strength, I'm talking about it in regards of, yeah, how, how much freedom or aliveness or love and peace are we allowing into our lives? But also like just the basics, like as is my body in a, in a good state, are my relationships in a good state? Because in our culture, we tend to celebrate that part of us that's on the horse and, and willing to die for those things. But I don't really think that that's strength. I don't, I don't we're not, we're not, we don't have to do that shit these days. Mm -hmm. We're not fighting off that kind of, most of us are not in that place where we have to fight that up. No, but nonetheless, we're continuing to carry that forward, that belief that we're up against this terrible adversary. No, we're not. Most of us, especially if you're listening to this, most of us are up against this, this fear of being uncomfortable or risking our time and energy or money, or God forbid, somebody might think less of us. And so when you speak of when you use words like strength versus and weakness, when you say like we're not up against a big bad demon or force, most we're up against most, most of us. us are up against like our inner critic or our our emotional right. tolerance or whatever it is. Is that weakness? weakness? Like when we let that get the best of us? Weakness. I I think we get weak when we are convincing ourselves that we can't tolerate more discomfort. I think we're, we are weak when we believe that voice in ourselves in our, in our head that says we can't take risks with our time or energy or money. I believe we're weak when we buy into the story that we have to be so important because everybody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. So that's, that's what I believe is so weakness. That's weakness. Yes. And then strength is it, it, the thing that, that I, the reason that I'm so curious about this word with you is that in our like it, again in the culture that i was raised in it has to do with dying on the horse and you're saying no not at all that strength is actually being able to stay like sort of eye on freedom aliveness peace it starts with a body let's just look at it from that like how are we living like and in order to create our success are we still able to sleep and still take care of ourselves or are we doing this this martyrdom thing mm. Right. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> but even though, the, the, but there's some folks that, that, that get into that when they have plenty of money, uh -huh. they got plenty of comfort, plenty of safety, but they can't get off of that uh -huh. horse. Uh huh. And so they continue to drive this. So they continue to believe that they're in some kind of frantic, urgent. It's imperative. It's imperative. This is critical. Yeah. It's so important. And it's just like, what's so important? And they can't realize that they're just stuck in a, in a game that they've been playing since they were. Who knows when it got either they got indoctrinated with it, in it by their parents or their culture or whatever, but they just don't know how to play any other game unless they're freaking themselves out and stressing themselves out. Uh -huh. And it's like, who's driving? Like, right. who's in your head making these choices? And what if it's not so what if it's not true? Like, what if what if you could take risks? What if you could uh, be willing? Because. Put it this way, our culture, we tend to think when uh, being bold or being strong means doing more. There's this fascination with more, more, more. Mm -hmm. When in reality, what might be most confronting for some folks, especially if they want to be stronger, is to do less. Well, that was true. That was true with me. It's true with most of us. It's, it's, I would say it's true with most of us that are in this kind of growth path mm -hmm. orientation, right? Because mm -hmm. we can quantify things. We can see if we're doing more and by God, if we can see if we can do more, then we have to do more. There's that 
that and, right. and then the pressure piles on and it's like it just it's like well is this really having me feel more free and more alive and more mm-hmm. at peace and more love no okay well then w- we might find that the strength for us means doing less and being willing to say no mm-hmm. oh that's going to be uncomfortable what are people going to think about me what I, what if i don't make as much money next year right mm-hmm. it's just like it starts to get into that thing where every the things we're committed to start to feel a little wobbly and to me, I want to have that choice. Yeah. I just want to have that choice. I may still grow and do more and more and more, mm-hmm. but I want to have that choice. I don't want to be on autopilot and uh, just be another drone mm-hmm. in the rat race. Uh, I want to forge my own path. I want to create success on my own terms, even if that means I make a fraction of what I used to, uh, but I feel more expansive. Well, and your lifestyle is set up exactly the way you could have right. I've like never hoped and dreamed I've, it to be. Yeah, and I've never wanted to be a slave to that. I've never wanted to be like, well, I've got to have all this stuff, so I got to go put in. You know, I got to go freak myself out now right. and drive myself into the ground and and you know deny myself any peace of mind because I've got to create that. So when we talk about strength, I, to me, the strength is the willingness to be like, I don't have to play that urgent, frantic game. I'm stronger than that. I don't have to maintain this running and grinding myself down to do that. I want to be really clear. Having more of anything is not the problem. It's the mindset we're bringing to it. And if we're bringing that frantic, fear-based pressure... That's not strong. I would say that that's... frantic, fear-based pressure. I would say that that's pointing to the part of us that's on the run. Uh Uh-huh. The hamster wheel. I might might be uncomfortable. I might, we might not have X, Y, Z and I might, what will they think of me? Blah, blah, blah. To me, that's a weak mindset. Mm -hmm. It's Mm fear-based and we're not, we're better than that. We're in in a place now where we really don't have that much to fear. I mean, just go look at the statistics that our lives are so much better off Yeah, and we've adapted. And now that this new form of survival has popped up and said, oh, well, if I don't have this and this and that and that, then then I'm screwed. Then I'll die mm-hmm. kind of thing. We use even I'll die if I don't have X, Y, Z. It's like, well, no, you won't. You'll be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It'll feel risky. Mm-hmm. And people might think X, Y, Z, or you might not like the way you look if you're, you're doing this. The thing I want to make clear is that it's not the stuff. Okay. It's not the car. It's not the money. It's not where you live. That's not the problem. It's how we're orienting towards it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we are buying into the fact that our lives are messed up or we're not enough or we're gonna, not going to be okay unless we have X, Y, Z, that's the stuff that I want to say, hold on, that's, that's, the, that's the opportunity here. So mm-hmm. is it really true? Because if, if I don't have to buy into that, well, freedom's here now. Mm-hmm. My aliveness can come back because I'm not having to beat myself to do X, Y, Z, right? My, my sense of love and creativity and connection with people around me is because I don't have to, you know, go slave away at X, Y, Z and my peace of mind can return if I'm willing to challenge that stuff. That, we can make it a game though. I think it could be really fun. And when I'm working with people, it's like, oh, we don't have to change the, what you're playing, but we can change how you're playing it. Mm. And we might find that there's a way to, because to, most of the time when we're feeling drained or trapped, um, we're like, oh, my life's, I got to do a 180. I got to blow everything up. There's this huge thing like, I don't see a way out of this. Um, and it, it must be coming to an end. It's like, well, maybe not. We just got to reorient how we're Thinking you know, associating. Yeah, going towards it. it. And a lot of times that's when we we find an, we can find aliveness. And when we're willing to like, well, if I was willing to, how about this? Most of the time guys are like, I don't know what I what I should do. And what's really like, I'm in this place, I'm feeling trapped with this. I'm, I'm feeling drained by this. 
right? That, I hear that a lot. And most of the time when somebody says, I don't know what to do, the, the, what's more true is I don't know what to do that wouldn't be uncomfortable or risky mm. or make me look weird mm. or bad or like a loser. Mm-hmm. And when we, if, we, if we were willing to be uncomfortable or to take some risk or maybe look bad, then we start to find all kinds of options. Mm-hmm. And so to come back to where you and I started our conversation today, it was, uh, well, what would be fun? Right. Oh, well, you can't have fun. It's got to be hard. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be difficult. It's there's too much on stake. I can't have fun. You start to pick apart people's right. thinking. You can't have a novice interview you. You can't have a novice interview. <laughs> Somebody who didn't prep. But the but, but that's where you start like, wow, this could actually be fun. I was like, yeah, it could be. If you wanted it to. Yeah. You could actually start to think of it instead of fighting for your survival, that could, could actually be a game. Yeah. No, it can't be a game. It's got to be serious. It's got to be tough. It's got to be hard. It's like, okay, where'd that idea come from? Yeah, we start to feel, we find where these ideas yeah. are, are rooted in our, our, our programming and domestication. And so, well, how would you orient towards your marriage or how would you orient towards your career if you were going to do it from a place of, of a place that would be fun or mm-hmm. playful? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, it's a lot, for a lot of guys, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really difficult to do that. And th- what they find is it's, it's hard for them to give themselves permission to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but that's where the work is. Like, that's where we can start to go in there. And if they're willing to do the work, then they can be one of those rare few guys on the planet. It's just like, man, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't yeah. know you could make this fun. I didn't know you could make this creative and still be highly effective. That's what I see in here with you, with people that get a little bit of your, you know, medicine as they're walking away like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could do that. Holy shit. I I mean, I just didn't think I, I could have that conversation. I didn't think that was possible. I didn't know, wait, I can do that. I can ask for that raise. I can, right. I can, you know, whatever that is. And right. yes, you can, if you're willing to be uncomfortable. Yes, you can, if you're willing to take risks. Yes, you can, if you're willing to challenge your self-image and about how you're supposed to look and how you're supposed to do things and what others might expect. If you're willing to do those things, whoa, and everything's it, wide open. It, totally. And the way that you talk about it, like you, you're doing a lovely job when you, when I see you talk about it, where you weave in these, the, the freedom or the peace or aliveness, it, it, like the, that's really a, a felt experience in the conversation. Well, that's, that should be something we talk about next time is like a, coming back to that and letting that be a guidance system. Totally. Because, you know, just having more and more and more and comparing ourselves to others doesn't necessarily um, help us create what we want. Um, so we could we could dive in there. Yeah, let's do that. Do you, well, I, I've got a question. <laughs> do you feel like you understand this idea of strength better? Yeah, I definitely understand this idea of strength better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you were you just would throw it around the word that's not strong or that's well, you want to be strong. And I didn't I just didn't get I just didn't have that full yeah I want context I want to take it back from this kind of macho thing yeah I'm tired of strength being associated with macho but macho is is another form of fear it's another form of posturing it's a puffing ourselves when it's in the inverted sort of shadow side exactly right it's like we look at those archetypes and you know I make fun of you for watching those superhero movies but it's like everyone's like talking tough yeah. they just all they yeah. do is just all talk tough talk nobody tough. it's just yeah. like this that's is right. bullshit there's no actual it's all posture right it's all posture it's all macho that's not strong to me right right like I, the strength would be hey here's what's really going on for me and here's what i really want and i would love for you to come on board and if you don't that would suck but i'm going this route like mm-hmm. whoa like mm-hmm. that's that's strong and stuff I have to, you better do this right. blah, 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 blah. all this bullshit 
Right. So I, I want to, I am planting a flag for strength, but I want to redefine it. I want to, yeah. re- I want to redefine what strength means. I want to redefine what success means. Um, instead of just having more and more and more of, of shit we don't really need. And th- another chapter is going to be redefining the word dangerous. Cause that's another one. Uh, that's another one. <laughs> that might be, I don't know if you can handle that one. Though. I can totally handle it. No, you try me. I don't know. Try me. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Put some lube on it. <laughs> you can edit that out. You couldn't resist. You. <laughs> I've been with you for 15 years. What do you think? I'm not going to like say things that you would say. Don't blame me. <laughs> I totally am blaming you. If these interviews are helping you, then please visit The New Man on iTunes and leave us a positive review so others can discover the show more easily. Thanks for listening.